Hi, everybody. All right. So I started this podcast and I have been not the best in terms of turning out content, but I decided that I'm going to be a little bit more consistent and deliberate about turning out the content. So officially, welcome back to the Moms Can Relate podcast, giving the mothers a platform to discuss their journey as mothers. Now, if I, Debbie soon is doing a podcast on motherhood, it would only make sense to come back to my roots. So, I am now here with my wonderful, amazing mommy. Hi, mommy. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> so, we're actually at the house in Clarendon where I grew up. And we're in mommy's room. We're lying on the bed. Um, exhausted after a long day of dealing with Sai, between mommy and I dealing with Sai, and I only have one child, right? And I have the support of mommy, daddy, and my brother. But I can only imagine her having to deal with all of three kids. I think that mothers who are able to manage more than one child are superheroes. So mommy, I think you're a superhero. Oh, thank you very much, Debbie. Thank you. So the first question is, how in God's heaven and earth did you manage three children? <laughs> okay um well i love children first of all let me say and um when i had my first daughter kamisha and um she died at about eight months so i decided okay then that's not gonna stop my dream so after that i got pregnant with bobby mm-hmm. about less than a year after she died so I was told by the doctor that I wasn't emotionally ready to have another child. And um, were you though? Like, how did you deal with losing a child? Though, because her fir- your first child is a girl. You guys are happy. You're married. You're starting a family, and then she dies. How do you manage that? Yeah, it, for me it was very traumatic, if I could mm-hmm. use that word. But um, so I mourned for a while. But then I am a goal-oriented person, so I wanted kids. Mm-hmm. So I just said, okay, Lord, you took that one. Well, let me work on the other one. I and, was I wasn't going to stall my life, morning. And for those who don't who don't know, which many of persons don't know, because um, this is a new platform, um, how did she pass? She had gastroenteritis, and mm-hmm. um, she went to the hospital. I I think it was a case of neglect. But um, that's the way it went. Neglect so on the path of the, the hospital, right, okay. right. She was dehydrated, and um, they didn't give her the fluid as to um, combat the, the, mm-hmm. the disease, so she, she passed. What was it like, though, having your first child? What was that experience like for you? And what was the birthing experience like with, with her? Because it's a new experience for yeah. you. Yeah, I was very excited. I didn't know what motherhood was going to be, so I didn't know what to anticipate. I just know that I had this little baby growing inside of me and as I said I love kids so I was kind of anticipating the moment to have my first child mm-hmm. and um, so I had about eight hours of labor at the hospital really yeah it was about eight hours was it, na- was it natural birth yes natural birth okay eight hours but then um, you know she she came she was at eight pounds she was eight pounds mm-hmm. yeah I have big babies <laughs> you do because Becky was a giant. Yeah, Becky was a giant. And 13 pounds. 13 pounds, 11 ounces. And the doctor said they'll just get bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So with Bobby now, you know, the doctor told me that you couldn't carry him or whatever. So the doctor gave me some pills and said, okay, let's do away with that and get yourself sorted out. And, uh, so the doctor was giving you pills to abort Bobby because he thought you weren't emotionally ready. ready to carry Oh, wow. So I, I, That's I, a bad doctor. You know, <laughs> well, I think, you know, most doctors, they go to the interest of the mother. They try to preserve motherhood, you know. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really you know, get upset with him, but I knew that that was not what I wanted. So so when he gave me the pill, you know, I have them in my hand and I turned them up very, very fine. And I was at, in May And you crushed them out. Yeah. And emotionally, then my emotion chipped in and I was there crushing them like a pill. Should I, shouldn't I not? Would it make sense? And I just finally take them and throw them across the road and say, uh-uh. <laughs> mm. You're carrying your boy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. when I went back to him six months later with my big belly, he said, oh, you carried it. Mm -hmm. And my Bobby was, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby's birth was so easy. Bobby's birth was easy? Very, very easy. Really? When I went to the hospital, it was a Sunday morning. So I went in um, about one, no, it, I, went, I got there at about 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Because um, I really had to go back to church. So I know that was yes, because yeah. daddy's a pastor. For for those who don't know, and so if he had turned back up the stairs for any reason when he went down, he would have saw Bobby. You wouldn't have to come back to Clarendon. Wow! And by the time I went to hospital, and in minutes he was born. Wow! So um, and then yeah. what was that like? You no, know, making the adjustment. You no, know, that Bobby's here. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, were you more Were you more careful with him now? Very much. Very, 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 very much. Nobody could hold him. Nobody I'll, could hold him. Yeah, I wouldn't let anybody hold him. You couldn't hold him. Besides his grandmother, his family, only family. For, until when he was about well, almost two years old. No. Really? Yeah. No. Wow. I go to church, nobody would hold him. You can you can hold you can play with him in your hand, but you wouldn't get a chance to hold him. Oh wow. Know? And I wouldn't leave him to go nowhere. They say it was my handbag. Because mm -hmm. everywhere I go, he, you brought would, him with he him? would have to be there. Wow. He would have to be there. Because I wasn't gonna lose this one. Actually my first one I was going back to evening classes when um, I had to leave her with a neighbor and that's how she 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 got the Yes, right. right. It's probably picked up something along the line. I don't know. Oh, so you, because of those ex that experience, you were mm -hmm. careful yeah, was with very, Bobby very careful, yeah. Mm -hmm. None of my other children. That was the benchmark. <laughs> yeah, none of my other children. So you were managing... What, did you start to go back to, to um, school with Bobby as well? Or you just no, we decided after Kamisha died, we decided no, whatever it was going to be, I was going to have my kids first. I wasn't going to trust our children with nobody else. And then oh. I came. And then you came. <laughs> yeah. So tell him how wonderful and beautiful and amazing my birthday experience Okay, so when yes. I had Bobby, I said, Lord, bird can fly by one wing. <laughs> so I said, we needed, if I was going to go into parenting, I might as well just do it and get, get it off. Mm -hmm. And then Bobby needed company, you know. So, so you're very deliberate in trying to have me. Yes, you, you, yes. yes. I was not. A, I wasn't a buck you up. You was not a buck up. No, I just we, we just really. I saw me know my purposeful. Yeah. So um. So 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 when you came, I was more relaxed emotionally. Mm -hmm. Only that um we had struggled with the grandparents because your grandmother wanted you. <laughs> yeah. So you spent a lot of time over by your grandma. 
Yeah, but was I was and I remember Daddy talking about me getting sick and me yeah. going over there. Oh yeah, all of my kids I suffer with them in the early years. They just get very sick. Just get very sick. I don't know why. So your grandmother, you know, they're going to their time to keep you. Mm-hmm. They spend a lot of time over there. Yes, I a do. Very, a very quiet. You were a very, very quiet child. If you look for you too hard, you start crying. <laughs> <laughs> I know nobody could shout at you. That's a sad you start. You was very emotional. You cry for no reason at all. Yeah, but I was a very near, mm-hmm. even though. Very, very, very quiet. I don't know where the talkative part come from. Because <laughs> you were... <laughs> As a child, you were just very, very, very quiet, low-toned, and um, prim and prop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But a very sweet baby. Very, very... Everybody loved Debbie. I, I was just the best child in life. Everybody loved Debbie. Everybody <laughs> was like, Debbie, Debbie, right? You were a loved child. Yes. But, but for me, I loved you too, but because I'm a... I couldn't understand the quietness. You know, you were just really... To me, it was sneaking. Wait, really? <laughs> God, no? <laughs> you, you know, no, I said, I said, Debbie. I said, I said, I said, Debbie, so I wanted to start tripping. That's right true. And it used to rough me up because yeah. of it. Okay, yeah, I want, it's almost I like you're trying to out. get out. Get out I, yeah, something out of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that's just true. Really, I'm truly really yeah, <laughs> but, but, you know. And then in comparison, in terms of personality, because Bobby is mm. more... Yeah, man, Bobby is more... Assertive man. type, yes. Yeah, you, you know, if you feel poor, Bobby, Bobby will come and tell you what he's doing. Yes. He will come and tell you. But you know... Uh-uh, you ain't getting much out. <laughs> <laughs> and then Becky though, cause Becky. And then now Becky now, so we so you were like so we had you like for ten, ten years, years, yeah. And we thought that was it, you know, relaxed. You now we're gonna have two children. Mm-hmm. And then Becky's grandmother said, "No, ma, you have to put one next one, funny." Mm-hmm. And I didn't think in the world we'd have time, you know. Mm-hmm. We have our next child. I didn't even think it was possible because you know, I mean, that door kind of closed. And then now, uh, you know, we, we 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 went back and try, and oh, there was Becky. Thirteen pounds later. Yeah, and I developed diabetes with Becky. Gestation diabetes. Yeah, I used to have a lot of sweets and um, stuff. And you used to eat also a lot of mango. Well, like you used ev- to sit on like one peel pan full of mango. Everything sweet. Yeah. Everything sweet. I would like that a sweet tooth. And then you, I remember you going to the doctor because I used to accompany you to mm-hmm. the doctor sometimes. And I remember him telling you you have to use insulin. Yeah, I had to take insulin. From so you had to inject yourself. Months. Yeah, to be taken injection every morning. Three months. It went away when she was seven months, mm-hmm. and it came back for nine months. And then um, periodically, no, you know, on and off. Sometimes it will be fine. Another time, it clears up. Yeah. So. But um But Becky Becky's birthing experience, I yeah, remember that was pretty. Yeah, Becky was a Becky was uh, is, is is just like a trauma. When I was three months, you know, they told me that this lady came to me and said something was wrong in your belly. And then she said to me, You're pregnant and I said yes. And then that was all the whole um diabetes thing came mm-hmm. around. But when she we thought it was a twin because she was very, very big. When we went to the hospital, prior to her birth, we found out that she was just this big baby. I was in the hospital for two weeks, mm-hmm. prior to labor, but um, nobody knew why I couldn't have the baby. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the night, the same lady came back and prayed for me. And um, the night when we got into labor, 
I was there. I didn't know she was crossway face out. Nobody knew she was crossway face out. So she was she was actually breathing. Yeah, she was crossway face out. So at about one o'clock, when I looked at the clock, it was one o'clock in the night. I saw about fourteen doctors over me, a lot of nurses and stuff, and they were examining to find out. And then I heard this American doctor says, "You don't know what this is," and they said, "No, this is face out, crossway." And then they threw me up and went and did the C-sec. So you had to do a C-section with Becky? Yeah, immediately. I remember going inside the nursery after the day that Becky was born. And when daddy said to me, see your sister there? Mm. I said, no, sir. That child is about three months old. Yeah. She was the biggest child in the hospital. Which is kind of crazy, you know, because you know she's skinny. But she was huge. She was a huge mm. child. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was really big and of her long fingernails was all great. Mm-hmm, and her hair and everything mm-hmm. came in. Talk to me now about managing motherhood. And I know you won, you were doing cosmetology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did your sewing with, 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 after you had me, because I remember mm-hmm. being in the shop with your sewing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, managing that and managing a house as a woman. You know, like, yeah. What was that like for you? Well, for, for me, I, I, I enjoyed it, really. Um, you sure? Uh, yeah. Because something you did so miserable. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah because per, being what persons think as, as being miserable, I didn't think I was miserable. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of getting things done, teaching my children the values of life, mm-hmm. things that Which I did. thought That's they true. had did. to do, had to learn, mm-hmm. right? So teaching in general, you know, it's just, for me, it's just forceful, you know, because nobody wants to learn to be good. Nobody wants to t- take a bath regular. Mm-hmm. Nobody don't want to do what they need to do. It's, Why do I have to do it? Why do I have to? Especially eat kids and, who are just yeah. rebellious and want their own way. That's true. And leave it in, you know, I do it. Why can't I just eat and leave my things there? Yeah. Why can't I just not tell in my room? And then you are say, I don't know. You have to be saying it once and twice and instilling that it be done. Mm-hmm. So a lot of mothers are deemed as being miserable. I don't think that's miserable. Once you once I always say, once you're saying something and person is understanding what you're saying, then it's not misery. You know, if somebody's saying something you can't understand what they are saying, then that's mm-hmm. it. So for me, I didn't mind person thinking that I was miserable. I had a job to do, and I I think I did my job very well. Yeah. So at the end of the day, as long as you're proud with your outcome, mm-hmm. you know. But for me, um, I use, I work with all of my children. You know, that's so true. I was a dressmaker. I was a. Um, that's right. You taught me how to sew. You taught me how yeah. to do my own hair. Yeah. Because I'm not of the concept that because well then you have a man and you're in a relationship with a man, you, the man have to support. You know, I believe in your own independence. Mm-hmm. You have to get up and go there and uh, make yourself independent. Do something. That's right. Um, do something. Compliment. Yeah, God has <laughs> given me a day work during the day and that when the night come in you know, you do to analyze yeah. yourself and you say okay what have i done today do an analysis mm-hmm. analyze yourself what is it that i have accomplished and um i didn't think housework alone was that fulfilling because mm-hmm. you're tired of yours in the morning why even you wonder what in the world did i do can you imagine all right so you have kids you're trying you're running the, you're doing a career and you have a husband how you how you balance that now with having a husband and dealing with catering to your husband and well, being I'm, a good yeah. wife I'm, I'm also of the concept that persons compliment each other i don't i i thought i was a good wife um the the benchmark of that is for me 
a man to, um, when a man come in your house needs to be clean I don't think I need to do everything for my husband because he's got a mind and he's got two hands the same way that I have. So he works out, I work in. Mm -hmm. But when you come in, you, there are certain things that I think should be done once a woman is there. This place is supposed to be clean. Um, you can cook dinner. Him can come in and cook as well. So you have to work hand in hand. I didn't wash all the time. Well, I did too. But I got a washer later on, you know. And um, so you, you complement each other. One of the things that I kind of admire with um, my husband is that he never stopped me from doing what I wanted to do, I mean, mm -hmm. in terms of achieving my own goals and stuff. So when I decided to go back to school, he never really said, you can't go back because of the children, whatever. So I, I could pursue my goal. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I the fact that I was a housewife and so on. Mm -hmm. So I was really, I'm, I am really happy for that. Yeah, and he was pretty supportive. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, that he was the kind of person where, that would go and sit down out at the Tiger Market and wait until you come back from school. school <laughs> right, right. Mm -hmm. He would have done that. that. Not that him, 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 him not miserably, no. But he <laughs> have some good qualities. <laughs> <laughs> he have some good qualities. He have some, yeah, he have some qualities we have to um, in terms of that. And um, maybe because he knew that I was family oriented, you know. Mm -hmm. I think I'm the kind of person that I can invest in, so. Exactly. Apparently, apparently, because men have a way of, 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 of viewing what they see in, in women. So mm -hmm. they say, all right, you know, at the end of the day, this will come up good. So that's basically it. If you, if you look back, like, of all the experiences and stuff that, you ha that you've been through, would you have done anything differently? As in, did everything match up to your ideals of what you wanted your life to look like or be like or... What would you have done differently? Um, I there there there's there, there's one aspect of my life that I would change, but it's kind of personal. Okay. I don't want to. <laughs> no, you know you don't have to say it. I don't want to mention it. No. Mm -hmm. But um, again, I, I it's of my belief that whatever life hands to you, mm -hmm. you make the best of it. I don't believe in excuses. I don't believe in if I coulda, woulda, shoulda. Mm -hmm. I believe That's very in, true. You're yeah. always evolving and reinventing you yourself. Yeah, whatever That's life true. gives to you, you go there and make it into what you, with the help of God, you know, and I always say that you can't, even if something is wrong, he can take what is wrong and make it right because mm -hmm. he knows how to do that. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, as human beings, we don't have an excuse. I could say, okay, my, so my first daughter died, I'm not going back, right? But I didn't. As a matter of fact, I think I lost three children. Yeah, because so, I remember you yeah, getting so, pregnant one time yeah, with twins. Yeah, I had yeah. Kamisha. I had an incomplete abortion. I was, and then I had another time where I was pregnant and I pushed a van. I was helping Mr. Bisson to push a van. And, um, yes, know, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I lost the baby. Yeah. So did you even knew at that time that you were pregnant when you were pushing the van? Yes. I but mommy, knew, you but I didn't <laughs> I didn't know. I was young and I didn't think it would have affected me. me only, I only hear me saying that I wish I had somebody tell me push this van. Yes, I, I, wish I, I knew I had of somebody. Course, yes. And I don't like you saying three things in my space and I can't help. help. Yeah. So I true. just wanted to and I went and I pushed the van and I did it very delicate. But yes, but there's no possible way to push a van delicately. No, no, I didn't <laughs> know it was a no no yeah. until when I went to the doctor and the, 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 the female was a female nurse and she said, mm -hmm. Listen, 
anywhere my husband car brought down yeah. you're a female that is where it stays that's right because me not helping him push it that's i was right. like i didn't know that you said you're a female anything can be going on in your body mm-hmm. so i was like i didn't know that i just feel like something popped in my back so pop. oh yes i remember you saying yeah. that i remember i just feel like something pulled yeah and after that you know yeah everything went so yeah mm-hmm. but i remember one time as well that you had fibroids How yeah. did, did, was that a, a thing that that um mm-hmm. uh that kind of inf- well I, informed your actually, pregnancy actually i or? thought i had fibroids it wasn't fibroid it was cysts mm-hmm. yeah it was it was cysts and um so so it was just growing 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 in my stomach and um inside to take up my office mm-hmm. Were you happy with taking out your ovaries? Well, um, I didn't know what effect it would have on my body. But the doctor said to me that um, you're through having babies. You can't have any more babies because every baby you get is going to be bigger, more risky. You have mm-hmm. to resettle with that. And um, so I said to him, is it going to affect my, my sex life? He said, no, you have better sex now. You're not worrying about pregnant. <laughs> Okay, TMI. All yeah, right. Yeah, that's what you said. No, no, but you have no, to no, ask. No, 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 no. Yeah, of course. I, right. I appreciate that, Esti. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you so, said no, but don't worry. You said no. Did, did taking out your ovaries um affect you going into like menopause or anything like that earlier? I actually, I you said I wouldn't be affected by menopause, and I still don't know what menopause is all about. Really? No, I don't know. Because the ovaries are out, remember the ovaries is the is very instrumental in the whole aspect of your menopause. Them, I don't have no I'm menopause. I'm very happy you tell me that because I'm not going to investigate that. Stick out mine when the time comes. I don't have no menopausal symptoms Praise at all. God, no, God is good. I have no flashbacks. I don't. Them things that people come to about had flashes and all them something. Them something I don't. Thank mm-hmm. the Lord. <laughs> so I praise God up to now. I don't have none of those. Mm-hmm. One thing though that um that I've come to recognize, well, two things, but let me start with the first thing, mm-hmm. that I've come to recognize even with having Sai is that support is so essential. I remember, you know, settling down again after Sai about a month after having Sai, and I, I remember Becky coming up to my ho- to uh, my apartment mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Kingston to mm-hmm. stay with me. Um, and this is after like having to go to bed very late in the night, waking up very early in the morning. We still right through the night he's up, you know, wanting mm. feeding, wanting all kind of things. Mm. You know. But and I remember when you were pregnant having grandma and Auntie Ingrid mm-hmm. around you. Um and a lot of women sometimes don't understand the importance of support and then the men as well don't understand what's happening with the women. Mm-hmm. So some men don't know how to manage that. Yeah, it's a very um it's a very what I should say ch- ch- kind of sensitive aspect of a woman's life mm-hmm. because if you look at traditional days right and as one person says you take a village to raise a child a woman that woman women at this time of childbirth need support it, it, it is just something that you have to have because if you don't the, the your, your body alone this pre this pre um natal and postnatal mm-hmm. as the body is adjusting you have to get a certain amount of rest mm-hmm. and in tradition traditional days it was like a no-no for a woman to have a child and be by herself yeah. it's just something that never happened some family member always come some um community person always come and um the whole aspect of even 
feeding the baby that little that little um nurturing time that the mother and the baby have to sit down together for about two hours you have to sit there and feed the baby mm-hmm. it's like an inv- yeah it's yeah. like an investing of time and if you have to go to a tidy house prepare food for the man come back come come eat a lot of things it's just that it, it, and then you wonder why some of our children in the world are the way they are mm-hmm. it's because if you have to be juggling work and looking after your baby and it's just really too much it was not what I believe God even meant it to be because yeah. in traditional days you would the, the younger woman would stay home and get nurtured by the older woman mm-hmm. and I you know I really am blessed in this area with my in-laws because um, I always have them you know my mother-in-law should always come and um, <laughs> yeah get you sometimes you feel like they might invade your space but <laughs> the help was really and truly dear, you know, make porridge, yes, I could ma'am. sleep and, you know. And take care of you and too take, and all of that. Yeah, yeah. man, you know, she always come and root so and so and yeah. I'm an accommodative person, I really liked it because I really believe in family bonding together. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it, so so for me it was that was great. Yeah, because I, I remember even after Becky was born, yeah. I remember you was locking up in the room for yeah, a man, while, and I remember I, us being just in the back room, yeah, waiting on it just to be just to recover. And Ooh. grandma would come in and bathe the baby and bathe the baby yeah. and take where the baby so you can get your rest. Mm-hmm. It I really sympathize with women. I don't know how they do it. You know that have baby and have to just jump back out in the in life. Yeah. Shortly after that, it's like a modern woman kind of thing, yes. and I also think that it kind of is responsible, or yeah, it is. It can be attributed to all the postpartum stuff, like mm-hmm. the postpartum anxiety and depression exactly. and those things. Yeah, it's just really hard. I can't fathom you have a three months baby and you have to leave to go back to work. Oh, I did that. So. You know, and sometimes <laughs> and you see months. them with all the milk draining out yes. of the bre- because mm-hmm. the, the the baby that that is the time where you should be warm looking after your baby. Yeah, you know, so it's really kind. I commend women um, that have to that do that. You know, as a contribution to the world, but really, I didn't have that too. Yeah. To what was your diet like when you were pregnant? Like, what are some of the things that you ate? Yeah. Well, for me, um, with with. With the two first one with you and Bobby, I was I'm I'm a I'm a I'm figure conscious person. I don't like to be fat. What? I don't. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm a very 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 figure conscious it's person. It's true because you always. It's yeah, true. Me, I, it's I have true. to maintain, and I used to get penalized for this because I have to say, "Do you not eating for yourself? Eating for the baby?" I'd fret on the pounds. <laughs> I would fret on the pounds. Um, when I, and shortly after I had my baby. Sorry, I'm going on a diet shortly. Mm-mm. I am going on a diet because you know, it'll make me too big. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Your whole tear already. I did my job. Find what to eat to survive. Oh my God. <laughs> you understand? Oh, yeah, man. Three months and that's it. Mm-hmm. Right? Gone, As I'm coming back to my, to my, to my figure. Was there any like, ra- like very crazy cravings that you had with any of us? Um, with Kamisha, it was restaurant food. What do you mean restaurant food? As in I, food had, food I had to be at the restaurant at about 10 o'clock in the morning Mercy. to eat. Had to. Nothing in the house would suit her. Had to be with Bobby. It was tin macular rice. Yes, I remember you talking. See, I forgot. Yeah, great. man. I forgot Miss Juliet in the morning. Walk. I miss Juliet. I miss this woman where you come from. 
The and then no matter if you're there, the house, me have to walk and go get the mackerel and the rice. I never bother for. And from I get it, I'm good for the day. <laughs> yeah, man. With you, it was milk. Milk? I drank a lot of milk. Mm -hmm. A lot of milk. Yeah, man, cow's milk. Whole heap of cow's milk. But for you, it was pretty, you know. You never that fussy. I'm Becky. Becky now is the sweets. Yes, oh yeah, the sweets. Jesus. I say every every I remember carrying home tambourine ball for you. Every tambourine no, ball in I remember I just remember yeah, leaving man. from school I have to pack up tambourine ball every from the gate and carried ball home. in his every donut, every grape. That. I may have this big bell and me just on the bed with all the food and me just eat like a You remember cream. one day you sat in a white chair and Becky yes, they put the plate on the bed belly. top and the and plate dropped off. And the baby jump and the plate went and the tooth. At that time we didn't even start eating yet though. broke. Food, but you didn't food. even start eating it? Yes. Then when she was a food crazy person. As she smelled, as just, the belly just started to move up mm -hmm. and down with her in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Razor closure. You didn't like smelling razor closure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you couldn't use. No, mum. You used to chase her around. You couldn't say, come side and move that razor closure. Razor closure would have upset you if we yeah. ever use it. What? Listen to me. That, listen, that, that thing that erupt. <laughs> when I start running water, I start vomit. Just start. Yeah. Yeah. Pregnancy is really, a, is a, it's really a funny time, and um, it's really the, your, your your hormones and the child's and the child in the belly needs, and it's just really a yeah, it's just really a, a, a time for you know. Do you think that? Do you? But right, I know that with your experience, you having grandmas and grandma and stuff around it, but mm -hmm. I I personally don't know if you know the world really fits women for motherhood. I think a lot of women go into it and they figure it out along the way because I understand that everybody's experience is unique mm -hmm. but there are some things that if we have discussions about it like what this podcast is affording people to talk about their experience mm -hmm. I mean we, we can better prepare mothers to go through the process to understand say, okay for sure you're going to need support for sure you're going to need to eat better for sure you're going to do these things yeah. yeah and then even you see the thing about it is that um, in terms of eating it's what the your body crave Once, for right. during that time. That's true. Because maybe with one with one child you can eat so and so, but the other one you can't eat so and so. Mm -hmm. It's just individual it's a very difference. Unique experience, yeah. Very very unique. But what needs what what mothers especially, and I'm a guidance counselor, and um, I have young young girls that drop out through pregnancy, and as you have to go to look for them and you know, educate them about you have to educate them about the food group mm -hmm. the things that the child is going to need the organs that are being built in the the young baby mm -hmm. that need to be um nourished in spite of the fact that your body might not be able to tolerate certain things you my doctor always tell me so you go ahead and eat it not everything is going to come up mm -hmm. so if you're vomited go ahead and, and and eat from the eight food groups not everything and if you can't eat Something, say for instance, you can't take iron, probably maybe that color or something. You have to get a supplement, yeah. You know, you have yeah, to get a supplement. What was kind of crazy, especially for me, I, I love chicken, but you know, I love KFC and all these things. And I couldn't, I remember passing KFC and wanting to throw up because mm. I just wanted fish only. Mm -hmm. You remember, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't, this is what I don't understand though, because I remember when you were pregnant, it's like 
I was carrying the baby too. <laughs> my, I couldn't take certain food. That's true, yes. Yeah, we used to complain. I know, yes. that's weird. the way that have the effect that I've on me. I mean, I carry the baby. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was not until after I saw that I could have really tolerated chicken. Wow. Yeah, we just, wow. we just couldn't. It's like, it's like you knew that um, something was not correct, mm-hmm. you know. But again, when you're carrying a child, it's not about you at that time. Mm-hmm. It's carrying this healthy baby to the to the world. You mm-hmm. have to ensure that the child is healthy, you eat right, you sleep right, you take your exercise. You don't do it over, you know, overboard. But you take a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and the, the the thing that a lot of mothers um used to do that we are now and um, we have to correct ourselves. You don't eat in excess. So, so you're eating for two. Mm-hmm. No. You, you eat you, one meal. You, yeah, you'll get too big and you can't contain that. But you ensure that whatever you eat, that the nutrition is there. Yeah. So you nourish yourself yeah. and eat in moderation. Because, you know, the one doctor told me that babies are parasites. They, they take without giving anything in return. Mm-hmm. So they're going to they're gonna get it anyway. Yeah. You know, so you just have to... Yeah, we were talking to Grandma, and Grandma was talking about having her kids back to back and having to go to school and managing that. So you were basically preparing yourself, having to mother younger siblings. Yeah, I learned from I learned from her. Um, I can't say mistake, but I learned from her life, mm-hmm. and I saw where her working and being a mother caused a dent, like on um family family life she wasn't there for us that much but she had to be working she had to be working 24 7 she was a guidance counselor too so it was just when holidays and there were times when we had to grab onto the little weekends and when she get weekends it was like doing assignments she had to be doing assignments she had to be tidying up the house and so on so we got a little time with her and i said i didn't like that for myself so hence i tried to um to give us more mother 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 children first yeah and then after that i pick up on my education or oh, she couldn't do that because in her time you know she she was the sole breadwinner and stuff so although we understand what she had to do um the better way is to dissect them dissect the issues if you can and in our world today persons will probably disagree not many women have that option Mm-hmm. You have to. They have to be juggling the boats, the boats, and being a mother and working, and it is very, very hard. Yeah. And the children suffer. Whether you want, whether we want to believe it, as I know, I can remember Bobby. Bobby was going to Vertic, and when him come to the gate in the evening, I said, "Smell this two piece from the fire." Nothing. The smile that I used to get from that, no job could have given it to me. Wow, as in just being able to provide that for him. So when he yeah. comes in and him and him come, the run comes straight in the kitchen, and when he smell the food, even before he go clean up himself, it was mama cooking. And when you bake the cake and the yes. whatever, because I remember and you he, doing some really creative things, yes, like you used to make mackerel patty yeah, on the weekends man, and indulge. Yeah, that's true. Bake cake for my kids. The mama just said you could see that they could then come in and they look, and the face it was just really and truly. You know, and I'm happy that I, I say the Lord gave me the opportunity that I could do that for my kids, you know. Yeah. And now I, ha- I have that to look at and, and to me it's very fulfilling, you know. And, and, and so, 
Even now that I am working, I don't get that fulfillment from working as I do get, you know. Being around, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Do, I, don't, I don't get it. But um, times have changed and you have to go out there and really help. Mm -hmm. Really help. So that's what's basically. When you talk to some of these young mothers nowadays, what are some of the advice that you give them that you would also give the persons who are listening to this podcast? Um, I, 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 I said to a one of my, 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 my students that got pregnant, I said, remember that this child that you have in your stomach is entrusted to you by God. Um, the Bible says that Lord children are an heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is God's reward. And I use the Bible in my counseling. Um, so... A lot of persons they have sex sex is an activity but that doesn't say that you you're, you're gonna um, get pregnant that you're gonna be able to be a mother so once you find out that you are pregnant is God giving you this child lending you this child because it's not really a gift it's a loan because when he ready when he's ready he takes back and if it was a gift him can't really take it back right yeah. so the Bible say Lord children are in heritage and the fruit of the womb it's God's reward. It's mm -hmm. His reward. So we are just nurturers. We are just keeping and caring this beautiful package that God has loaned to us. So I, I really, I, I have had a situation where a student get pregnant and they want to do an abortion. And I've had to suit to counsel parents as well. I said, listen, however painful and hard that it seemed to be, you just think of what, think of the child two years old when him start walk and say, Grandpa. Grandma, yeah. I used to that beautiful look and that, 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 that look on the face, right? You think about it, don't think of what is happening now where you never planned for and you never this far and where you come now for. It's a gift, right? And um, you should take care of that gift. Mm -hmm. You should make plans for your gift, you know, so you get pregnant in school that make it more so that you have to come back and tap up on the education, tap up on a skill because you're going to have to take care of this child. And um, you have to eat properly. So despite the fact you can't go jam a cheese chips in your mouth and lick a lemonade and whatever, that mm -hmm. can nourish the child. That's true. You understand? You have to make sure that you, you eat to nourish this package that you have been given to the world because actually that's what children are, just a package to the world. Because I've got three children and right now sometimes I don't have none of them inside here. I say, what the heck did I go through all of this problem for? <laughs> pitch them out to the world somebody else if somebody else get them well come on really is that fair mm -hmm. but at the end of the day that's what my mother did yeah you know to all eight she, of to you all eight and the crib the crib is now him to show that one grandchild here and sometimes i sit here and wonder oh, is it really fair mm -hmm. you know blood sweat and tears but then when you look especially when you raise them right and they contribute to the world effectively then you have that in your heart. You can say, okay, God, I gave back. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just really replenishing, as the word of God said, you replenish the earth. You, and and it's, a huge, it's a huge responsibility for any parents to have, to get a chance to replenish back to the world. And if you think on great men of the world, great women of the world, kings and queens and whatever, all of them come through the same process. That's very true. Of motherhood, child, so, is there somebody's child, and the wicked want them too. Somebody's <laughs> child, somebody's child, somebody's mm -hmm. son, somebody's daughter, you know. 
and um, so again parenting is just this really really and I not only parent my own I parent a lot of other oh women. yes there's never a time in our house really when you can look and say we just have our own children mm -hmm. I've been taking the children from from I got married from before I started to have children long time yeah I always do it the Lord always send this person to cut in my way and um, because I'm a lover of children you know I just continue to, to them just want food, clothes, shelter, love. You know, and that's some agent we want like money and when them get big. So give them a whole about food, a whole for love, a whole, you know, shelter. And and that's fine for kids. Yeah. You know? That's fine for kids and I want nothing more. Call them and put your hand around them and say you're smart. And you know make them feel good. Fool them belly every five seconds and they're gone. <laughs> You know, so, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Yeah, parenting is just is just really a blessing mm -hmm. from God, just a real blessing. And you did good, mommy. Let me just tell you that I love you, and I've learned so much from you, and oh. I thank you so much. Especially you now, my have side is like tried. everything, every all some of the things that mommy think you were you were you know. I know. Sometimes overwhelming with me say no, my, you'll, mommy. You'll never really know. was the amazing, the most amazing person and two legs. You listen, you I tell to, I said to young people. When your parents talking to you, listen. Because mm -hmm. by the time you realize that what they're saying is for your good, them gone. That's true. A lot of persons that the parents died, and they say, "Yeah, that you said you're wicked." Mm -hmm. By the time they realize that, whoa, what you was telling me is true. That time when you look them gone, not even. I wish my father was here many times. I said, "I would have buy my ice cream and I came go buy my rum." <laughs> Not true. You know what I'm saying? I would have came to buy my room. And tell him I would have give me what? Give my shot for I real. I would. And say, big up yourself, yeah. Papa. My mother is there every once in a while. I'm going to carry a package, go here, and make sure not a week pass. Yeah. You know, because guess what happened? I realized that they only had my best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. And one time, when I did want me to look a boyfriend in my son, she said, no, me hate her. This one, like, I stand up on my way. Because they don't understand the big picture, you don't see what they're getting at. Yeah. They only want the best out of you. And they will tell you, wait, and you don't want to wait. Mm -hmm. you know? so, so, so that's it. It's, and, um, it's a continuation of life. So it's, it's, it's your. So sooner or later, the, the probably next 15 or 20 years, I will carry his girlfriend and say, Please and say Mommy, Please. Oh, oh, you better get prepared for it. Because mm. first you used to tell me and see that I, I experience it. Mommy, this is my girlfriend. What are you going to do? Wait, I'm already having a virtual girlfriend. Oh, really? Right That's not the right one. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, thank you for talking to us yeah, on my podcast yeah, and Moms Can Relate. Continue being good mothers and um, just embrace motherhood. You know? Yes, embrace motherhood. I love that. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another Moms Can Relate podcast. Mm -hmm. It has been great. Uh, stay tuned for much more. And I have my grandmother's podcast that i'm going to be um attaching to this one so thank you mommy love you go try to get some sleep at all bye guys <laughs>